Welcome back to Buckle up, baby. Episode 46, a really good one. Late night session, Michael. Yes. In this episode, we covered a range of topics and we really delved deep into creativity, the creative process, what drives us, what really matters to us. Mm-hmm. Back to basics. Back to basics. And then we talked about Milo Yiannopoulos, Kanye, yes. Tim Pool. Yes. We closed on the recent events of the yeah, day. we closed on some current events. We spent a lot of time on personal things and uh, the personal process. Yeah. This, was, um, this is like a late night session. You can't see out the window, but like uh, it gets, it gets, it gets uh, it's a get, different vibe. It's a different vibe and it got deep. Yeah. It got real. So, so enjoy... Hit that smash button. <laughs> smash that smash that hit button. button. Michael is so he's like an anti-influencer. A buckle up episode 46. We hope you enjoy. So I was just saying that as we see this same old story of actors and people in show business who wash up at the end. Watching, uh, you know, we, well, were just, tell, we, we were just talking about it, but I'll tell the story. Well, Chris, Christina, is that her name? Yeah, you were saying you saw something. That she had uh, the co-host of Your Mom's House was on Tim Dillon's mm-hmm. uh, Patreon episode, and she was asking why watching Madonna's Instagram makes her so depressed. Yeah. And Tim Dillon said, because you're watching somebody die. You're watching somebody <laughs> slowly die. <laughs> yes. And then he was talking about how, like, um, you know, that's the curse of being a performer. You're, you're gasping for these last breaths of relevance, even at this age when you're supposed to have dignity. Right. But you can't have dignity. You just have to die, you know, desperate for someone to pay attention to you right. as an actress. And I think that. The reason it happens that way for maybe a disproportionate amount of people in the business is probably because that's all they have. Their entire identity and sense of value and purpose is wrapped up in this one thing, which is entertaining other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not comparing myself to a Madonna, but I'm in the business in some respects in terms of like trying to put stuff out there to entertain the world and get something back for it and having this give and take and having potentially one day an audience that's sizable that could sustain me in some particular way but i have no illusions and i've never had any illusions about what's like really most important to me in life in terms of uh, the hierarchy of values and that may be a product of getting married young and having kids young it's like wife kids family community friendships relationships like those things last till the end if you may if you sustain and maintain the right they're not dependent on what you can do for them in in a transactional sense they're Mm -hmm. dependent on you as your character and all those things and i think maintaining those for me I know what things I could uh, live without, and if they disappeared, I would find a way to survive. And I know what things I couldn't live without, and if they disappeared, it would be life would be much more untenable. So the things you couldn't live without are uh, fairly obvious. Yes. But what 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 are the things you think you could live without if they disappeared that you think you'd be okay? Look, it's like. You know, if anything happened to any of my kids or my wife or people I cared about, that's not replaceable. I'm not in those relationships just for fun. Yeah. But while art is... Even the youngest one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could could, could get lost for a a couple, you know, for a week. And if he came back, you know. Um, Yes. Yeah, the youngest one. He's the cutest. But yeah. (laughs) I need using needing a break is different than something happening to him. Got it. <laughs> um, God forbid. Well, what are the things you think? But my point disappear? is, my 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 nothing about my relationships, my like most meaningful relationships is trivial or just about the fun of it all. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I think my relationship with art is a lot 
driven by the fact that it's fun mm-hmm. and curious and fun to participate in. Making music is fun. It's always been fun. It's always been super fun to get on stage and perform for people. Yeah. Um, and it's moving and it's fulfilling and it's like, it's great. And, and I just love, it's amazing to have a relationship with it and be able to interface with it, to make music, to find music and create it and inter- and play with it. Yeah. It's fun. It's what initially drove me to it. It's like, well, what was that sound? I want I want to play like it's just cool. It's cool and fun and at that level, it's very fulfilling. Um I do I know how I'd live without it? I I if it disappeared from my life as a real presence, I would lose a lot. I, but- I want to push back on that. For, yeah. Forget the specifics of what you're doing, but if you weren't able to perform yeah. in some capacity, yeah. I don't think you'd be able to live without that. I don't think you'd be able to do without that. Pales in comparison to losing anything else. I don't know. <laughs> a child? No, well, I did. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, di- they're different things. But if you, if you were stuck in a situation where you had no time to, per- to perform, you couldn't even go to like Shabbat lunches and like make people laugh. Like th- there was That's a part of my personality. Situation. Is that what you mean? Yeah. But I'm it's, not it's talking a, about like losing a part of myself like in terms of my personality. I'm just talking about no, but, like but the, pursuits or the things that that is, that is going the to a lunch. That is your pursuit, though. Is going it a to a lunch and making people laugh. It's performance, whatever it well, is. All of life. You're is good perform- at music, so you perform music, and yeah. now you want to perform comedy because you're good at comedy. The thread is performance, but like music in and of itself is also really fulfilling, whether yeah. you're performing it in front of people or not. Comedy a little different. It's more audience dependent. So what? Could My you- point is art. I'm not talking about like sitting down and socializing because that's part of maintaining and sustaining relationships. Like humor and making people laugh at a meal. It's not me going to a show. I know you look at it that way, but part of sustaining relationships is people having a relationship with who you are. And if part of who you are is being funny, that's part of who you are. So 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 what so what so what do you mean that like you could do without without what? The performing shows with the if bands? I was an old man and I couldn't be on the road or doing concerts anymore, and I had everybody in front of me and, and, and as fr- in terms of friends and children and all that, I'd be okay. But you had never—that's for me much more important and paramount. But you had never accomplished anything w- with that. Would you still be okay? I might be disappointed, but I already yeah. have accomplished a, a okay. certain things, and I feel confident that I will accomplish more. Okay. Um. So I'm okay. Like it's hard for me to like pretend like none nothing has happened because stuff has happened uh-huh. that make me feel okay with it, um, but I just have no illusions about the fact of what's paramount. I just yeah. I, and I think when you're talking about somebody who's been just completely engrossed in Hollywood and the chase and the pursuit and yeah. that's it at the expense yeah. of relationships and meaningful connections over the yeah. years and family and community or whatever. Yeah, like at the expense of all that. Let's say they if I had to choose. You could have all the success in the world in this creative pursuit, mm. but come home to an empty house with no relationships and no meaning, or have a house full of meaning and meaningful relationships and deep connections, but the other stuff didn't work out. I'd no. choose the latter. So I, I think I felt differently before I got married and had a child, where like I, I really did, I really probably would have given up the meaning for the thing. That you're talking about exactly because like, you didn't have it yet. Yeah, right. So now, <laughs> now having had a child, my relationship to all of it has changed a lot. And and I think it's it does do that. <laughs> I think it's maybe because like you know how good it feels to have that meaning. Yes. And like, um, so I'm not chasing it as much anymore with other f- trying to find it somewhere else. That meaning. That meaning. Like, and, and you, you wouldn't need to make a movie. You or, wouldn't. 
if you had a bunch of movie hit movie hit scripts and a bunch of movies with your name on it that were feature films, yeah, which one day, please God, you will, would pale it, 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 it like when when David Swirsky was sitting here, yeah. my bandmate talking about we had the song in the movie. It's a tiny taste of success for a song that makes it to a feature film. Yeah, fleeting moment of accomplishment. I wonder. I can tell <laughs> you. You know, right? No, I can tell you from no, experience. But, I'm not too debate on here. I know what it feels like to like hit a target. No, but for, forget about. I, it, I, I don't mean like selling your your song to a movie. I mean like if you had created something like D- Donald Glover in Atlanta. Like if you if you had if you write an album and perform like the singer songwriter thing and, and it's it's like a real piece of you mm-hmm. and that album hits a nerve and does really well right. you don't think that would be on the same sort of meaning as a child. as having a child no. like like that expression of yourself in the world it would be it would be like really great yeah but not as good um he, yeah, you don't it, think it would fill you up with like like Absolutely, Something substantial, but, but like such a, a different magisteria than what a child Whoa, does for word. you every second of every day. Uh-huh. Uh It's income. It's it's not. It's it's almost not comparable. It's yeah. slightly comparable because you've you've birthed something, you've created something, you've poured a lot of effort into it. It's an expression of yourself, and mm-hmm. it's resonated. And then a little while later, you know. It's like okay, that, I'm glad that I'm really happy that that happened, and then it's kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. But like a child, as you continue to watch this child of yours develop and grow and bond with you, and whatever, however, it's hard to describe into words what occurs, but it pales in comparison. What if the album could grow and develop as well? As you could become, like edit it and, and, and like, become human. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're not <laughs> proud of what you've done and yeah. fulfilled by your work, but like. I feel like I came across this like funny inspirational TikTok from some bil- billionaire who describes what's important to him in life. You know, there's so much of yeah. that. They're, I enjoy them because I'm like, sometimes I have to turn them off. That's but like th- a whole subcategory on, on I know. TikTok. Billionaires trying to reach out to But to he was people. like, he said to me, you know, I consider what I consider successful. I've, I've made billions of dollars in my life. I've built successful companies. I've destroyed, you know, all the things he's done in business. I've, I've had an families. incredible career. Uh, people have called me COO, CEO. Well, well he said, uh, but my biggest accomplishment to me is the fact that my kids want to hang out with me when they're older. Yeah. You roll I, I, I like to hear from his kids. It's easy for him to <laughs> say. Let's believe it. Let's take him at his word for <laughs> yeah, the sake yeah, of no, argument. That's nice. The fact that my kids want to still hang out with me now yeah. as adults. I've been called many things, COO, CFO, president, uh, board of trustees, but the most important thing I've ever been called is dad. <laughs> Ryan Holiday. Now, you could say, oh, that's, ha- that's cheesy, but I, I, I do think it's true. Ryan Holiday t- told a story about uh, he, was, he was... Ryan Holiday, that guy's like the Stoics. Yeah, that's the pretty Stoics. good. <laughs> now, the Stoics have something interesting to say about this. Children. <laughs> Those little, teeth are that's gangly a little, like, I don't think I've seen... I don't know what he looks like, I don't mm. think. I've only heard him speak. Oh. He's very charming on audio, yes. but he, he said he was he was like emailing with someone about like you know whatever. He's like oh, I'm actually going to be in New York. You want to grab dinner? And he's like Yeah, my assistant will send you instructions. And he gets his email saying like um, be at this place at a certain time. He's he's there. A helicopter comes down, flies him from Manhattan to the Hamptons okay. where he has dinner with this guy and and his family. And he, he said like this guy does this type of thing all the time. Mm-hmm. But he, but like his kids got along with him, and like he was so normal, and that was like the big accomplishment to him. That he was able to maintain, just have a normal over. dinner with his family. Yeah, like being goes, able to fly people with helicopters to to meet right, him. Yeah. Right. 
Is there a family member that's no longer around in your life that you would like to have around? A grandparent or uh, something that you would... I have grandparents who have passed away. Well, grandparents are tough because it's yeah. natural to lose grandparents. If you lost someone and you could trade a successful movie yeah. that you made for getting that person back, would it be hard for you? <laughs> you monster. <laughs> to make that call, to just have that person back in your life? Well, that's in so the was past. Your wife? That's in the past. Your wife? I'm mean, not. Movies be live forever. What? <laughs> Movies live forever. Um, no, but I, I had a lot of that. I had a lot of that. I mean, I, I'm like pretty much joking now, but but I really like. Um, I, I was that. I was that driven. Two two three years ago. I was well, that your highest pursuit that you were oriented towards yeah. was that. Yeah, and because you weren't married, you didn't have children. Yeah. I guess that makes, and, and I'm just, I'm not saying this yeah, is that's, that's, a, that's a nice way to put it. I'm, that's yeah. why. I, I, you're right. Like, I actually yeah. think career is sort of one step below, maybe, because you're spending so much time doing it, and that's like what you're expressing and impacting onto the world. Yeah. And what you're putting out of yourself and giving of yourself to is to career. Yeah. I'm not like knocking any of that. I'm just saying, as we started off this conversation about like empty vessels that be, oh, what becomes of these superstars who, I guess don't invest in building family around them or any kind of things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes sense because it's yeah. not necessarily what they've done that research. It's like of the people who live the longest and they've said like in Japan or wherever populations that live the longest, the common thread is that they have strong communities and strong relationships, mm -hmm. strong familiar relationships and all that stuff. Well, so anyway, well, then my, my question then is then how do you, my question for myself is how do I re energize towards how hard I have to work and how much I have to want it to, to keep pursuing it. That's kind of my I mean, question. that's kind of your flaw where you kind of just get sleepy on it. And you're like, whatever. I have a kid now. I don't need this. Don't you love writing? I, yeah, I do. I do. But yeah, yeah. So for me, it would be like the best thing I could do for myself work-wise. And a lot of people don't see it this way, but I think the mature artist creative is looking at what i've said many times before it's their goal is not to achieve some sort of status it's it's to do the thing they love doing and make money doing right. it and that's sort of a practical decision yeah. i want to be able to sustain myself so that i could write screenwriting is 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 a is a very particular thing though where inherent in it mm -hmm. is like commerce because it, it doesn't exist without money and it doesn't exist without um, like audience, I don't know. It's like yeah. it's like a little bit. It's, it's incomplete inherently. Yeah, it's it's a little. It's a strange thing to do on a, for its own sake to just get up in the morning and write screenplays. It's a strange pursuit. Um, but that 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 is like but what you, I like doing most. So you like writing screenplays the most. Of the all only the time I'm really happy working is is like I'm alone in the house, like writing a scene. Alone. Everything everything else I really don't like. Of writing, even. Yeah, of the meetings and the feedback and the editing and the I like editing, but like 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 anything else like that you have to do to get something made or mm -hmm. to build a career to build a business is all annoying to me. I don't I don't like any of it. What about really. writing other things besides screenplays? I thought that's what you. Yeah, meant. no, you know, writing. So I just mean me like in the zone typing. Right. Like um, I don't know. I mean, like I I I assume there are people who like the networking and like the the notes and the back and forth and they like the Maybe. sort of hawk and all that. Nah, but like revisions. There, there are people who like that. There may be. No, no, but like, like maybe I, not. Maybe not revision specifically, but like all the. 
everything else at the parties and the and the, I don't like that stuff. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I like a few things enough to put up with the other things. Right. So I love or I would say not more than like. Like I'm obsessed with like you do it all for the payoff. The payoff for me is you think I like schlepping? I don't like carrying heavy things, but I take my amp mm-hmm. if I have to into the car, into the thing, through the cold, with the thing, you know. The best stuff are the rehearsals. It's always fun because, like, uh, I remember David Lee Roth was on Joe Rogan. He's like, you think it's the shows, man? That's not the fun. It's not the, <laughs> it's not the shows, man. It's the rehearsals, man. And he goes, really? Why, why the rehearsals? He's like, the show, the monitor explodes. It's chaos. The rehearsals. Tight, tight, <laughs> tight every time. It's a great episode. It's uh, Van Halen, David Leroth, singer for yeah. Van Halen. Every time, and you're rocking. And rehearsals are always like, you know, talk yeah. to bands. Rehearsals are so fun. There's nobody there. It's just you guys. Um, I'd love to be in a fish rehearsal. Oh, no, rehearsals, rehearsals are so fun. They are, because you're yeah. experimenting. You're discovering the song or how the stuff's going to go before anybody else does. So you hear it for the first time. If something, yeah. if something clicks and you're like, Whoa! And then you, is that, rehearsals are are great. Did you watch the Beatles documentary? Get a little back. bit, yeah, yeah. Very accurate. Yeah. Of, of of like, I saw the clips of what they. I, I didn't see the whole thing, but the get back yeah. scene when he's like trying to find a find get back. He's like, and you seem like yeah. that's how stuff. That's how things happen yeah. all the time. You're riffing on something. Somebody starts a humming thing. A lyric pops. Did up. Did you see the part where Peter Sellers, the actor, just kind of? Walks in for a few minutes and sits quietly and doesn't mm. know what's going on and then walks out. Oh, that's who I want to be. Mm. I get it. I get it. You've always wanted. You've always been intrigued by that. Yeah. And that process. Um, the rehearsals are great. The the shows are like the, some are the prize that you you work for. That's why you put in the time and the, and the unpleasant parts. It's like the shows. Uh-huh. Post game shows, like I'm an extrovert, but after a show, like sometimes I don't want to be there anymore. Like I've put mm-hmm. out a lot and I need to relax. But like promo, even doing social media as a musician, it's just hard. You're like, hey, come check out the album, hey, and then the meeting, and then the, all the other stuff is all so that you can get to the prized moments, which mm-hmm. is performing, recording, writing, all the creative and perf- and perf- and like connecting parts of it where yeah. you connect to people. Um, in writing, it's different because you're connecting indirectly, I guess, but. That's okay. That doesn't disqualify you. You're not supposed to like all that other stuff. You just want to be creative and put your ideas down on paper. Yeah, I forgot even why I brought that up. Just that you were saying that your drive has diminished significantly because you're now oriented towards the higher goal of being a father and a husband. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, Right now, I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, maybe specifically with screenwriting, like, you're writing... Like, you're writing for it to be shared. I don't know. It's like... um, there, I, I feel like it's like tied up for me with with the ambition of like achieving. It's not just doing it for its own sake. The the newsletter stuff I do for its own sake, which think, is very yeah. rewarding and fun. Is it because screenwriting is incomplete? Yeah, I mean maybe maybe that's that's part of it. That's what Quentin Tarantino said on Rogan, right? He was like, sometimes I'm just like, it's hard for me to actually go make the movie, right? Because like I've made, <laughs> I've made this screenplay. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just release this. I've like yeah. poured my heart and soul and sweat into this yeah, whole thing. And it's like finally done. And now I'm, now I have to actually like make the movie, yeah. right? You know? <laughs> and it's like, that's what's like, that's a, he's like, is that, cause yeah. Joe was like asking him, like, isn't it exciting to make these movies? He's like, it's actually hard to go from like, I've 
that's a hard process. Like now it begins. Yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. I've done this all this work, and yeah. now I gotta make the movie. Yeah. Now you gotta make the movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's not right. It's all right. But it's like a, I mean, when you write a novel, that is the complete with screenwriting. It's like this, and then it's being projected like onto what it will look like. So it's like it's yes, a two part, yes, you know, yes, yes. thing. I hear that. Um, and that's what's frustrating, I guess, or leaving you always so lacking. to do it. Yeah, like you you need to really want that second step. Also, that's what I'm asking. My question to you is the drive. Mm-hmm. You love writing and you love writing screenplays, but yeah. do you love making movies? Well, I only made one. Um, In other words, you have to want that. Well, even if that's not your role, you have to want that for your work. Yeah, 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 yeah. How bad? How bad do I want it now? Like, I, it's well, you know what? I, you know, I, I had this very clear thought a, a couple of days ago where when I started pursuing, it had always been my dream to like like write for tv or like movies i was always fascinated by it and I'd like read everything i could about it et cetera, et cetera. Huh? when i like really decided like in earnest this is something i want to do and something i think i can accomplish it was like 20 like 12 or 2013 which is like the peak of like the golden era of of tv mm-hmm. and like it, it made sense at that point and i wasn't crazy for thinking i had like a shot at it if I if I had been working in finance, whatever, until today, and I quit, and I was like, all right, now I'm going to pursue that creative itch. Would I want to write TV? If if I like based on what I'm watching on TV now, like no, not really. I, I think it'd be insane to try to think you could write for TV now, starting off from scratch. It, it's crazy, and also TV's not even that great right now. So like, why would you even want to do it? What I think I would probably do is be like, I want to be a TikTok star. Like that's awesome. Like the funniest stuff is on TikTok. The best stuff is on TikTok. But you don't I, like performing on TikTok. I mean, that, that that's the funny part of it. I've 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 gotten so turned around that I think I've like lost I've like even like lost sense of like what I enjoy. Cause, no, because the truth is, like I think if I was yeah, if I was just starting from scratch today, I think I, I would like try to make weird TikTok videos. Mm. And like I don't know if I'd have the the drive to like to to do to work as hard as you need to do to, to make it work. But like, I see those guys on TikTok and I'm like, like, I get you. And like, you would Which get me. Guy? Like this guy, uh, Will Angus that I sent you, like, um, the, the weird, those weird comedy. The guy, everything bagel, the guy who invented the everything bagel. That type of thing. Just yeah. like where like five years ago, there was nowhere for that guy. And now he, he has a million followers and he gets to make stuff that's weird and cool. I guess the question is the Gary V and me. Mm-hmm. Is saying, why don't you make that? <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 it's here now, I'm asking, and so are you. I'm asking, I'm You're asking, alive. I'm asking myself that question now. Do those? Of like, why don't I do that? And um, and I should, and I think, well, I, I think, yeah, yeah, I should, I should. I heard that in the newsletter thing. I heard together. Mr. Beast, who made his rounds on the podcast. I, I'm looking to him as the gold standard of. I can't tell. If that's is there someone there? Know <laughs> if it's gonna fall over? Probably. It's, it's okay. Mr. Beast is the gold standard of content creator. He's the content creator king. Yeah, um, and he's just said very plainly. I don't understand why people don't just make short form content. It's 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 just so much easier to do. It's <laughs> it's so easy to make short form content. Like he makes massive. He buys an island yeah. and does a video that's thirty minutes long yeah. with thousands of editors and pays everyone on the island fifty thousand dollar cash prize yeah. and then has a helicopter and he does these ridiculous you know high scale the scale of his videos are insane so when people complain about not being able to do a tiktok it's laughable yeah and he pointed that out he's like just like 30 30 second six second videos it's just so ridiculous it's like <laughs> there's no reason why you can't do that every day and pump the youtube shorts algorithm and make 15 videos a day 
Like 15 sounds insane, but to him it's ridiculous. Yeah. 15 minutes of video. Did you ever see The Devil's Advocate? And yes. I'll tell you why. So so when that was written by Tony Gilroy, who wrote Andor, by the way, which is like the best show on TV now, you should watch it. Anyway, in that movie, The Devil came. I'm a fan yeah. of man! I'm a masochist, what can I say? You know, there's so I'm a much, sadist. There's a lot of good stuff in The Devil's Advocate. I love Advocate. that movie. You do? I love that movie. I didn't even know that my favorite writer wrote it until like He's recently. your favorite writer this Tony time. Gilroy. I haven't I think seen so. Andor either. He's awesome. You should watch it. But so in I that, gave you what you want. <laughs> it's a good Al Pacino move. If you want to get some, that's yeah. a tough one. I mean, everyone does Al Pacino. Yeah, the hua, but in yeah. this one, it's more. Oh, yeah. you know, I would go home. You know, that's good. <laughs> little, that's like, there's a little rasp. And yeah. what's his name in it? I forget. Uh, anyway, Lucius. Maybe I don't know. That's I think that's his <laughs> name. She did it. Keanu's full on weird Keanu and Pacino's full on Pacino. He's not full on weird Keanu. A little lose. Dude, because I never lose. I don't lose. That's not me. I don't lose. And Pacino's, like, he's not like uh, Scarface, create all the signature Pacino's, yeah. but it, it felt like it was his first movie to try try to be a kind of normal guy, but yeah. with, your, with your shtick. And we were also kids when we we're watching it and crazy, like, scenes, and you're just like, what is going on? She's your sister. Well, half sister. <laughs> There's a line from that I, used, I think I said I used to say all the time I can't remember now Oh my god Is he cut? <laughs> Maybe that I don't, think <laughs> I that don't know it. what it is <laughs> Something about His smooth Suave Anyway So in that movie The yes. devil comes back As a lawyer In like the late 90s Yes Cause like that was like The the powerhouse Of like the western world Like if you want to control the world Lawyer You come back you're, you're a lawyer If the devil came If the devil's advocate Was being written now He'd come back as Mr. Beast As like a content creator You want to control the world Become a content creator Yeah I don't see Mr. Beast As evil the way Some people we know do Someone um, turned me on to it And that's, that's all I see now You see this evil I, I, I don't think he has Bad intentions yeah. whatsoever I just think he is like I, I think he like Made a deal with the devil Uh huh and he and and the devil's like <laughs> like you every one out of five you make for me and I'm gonna make you the biggest YouTube star in the world. That's so funny. <laughs> um, I mean, he lives in North Carolina, away from all of it, and just focuses on like giving money away to people and making ridiculous, crazy, fun videos. Yeah, well, studied YouTube for ten years yeah. in a cave. You know, yeah. Our friend's argument is like he's not giving anything away because it's all comes back to him. Tenfold. I don't even know what that means. Um, I haven't seen any red. I haven't seen anything from him that's like, I don't know. That's, I don't think he's like weird. I don't yeah. think he's like a like. That, that. I don't think we're gonna find out like yeah, Mr. Anything. Beast is hiding yeah, a secret yeah. or anything. No, I just like, it's crazy. I don't quite. I don't. I don't watch a lot of his stuff, but I. I mean, he's. It's. What's incredible is what he's demonstrated about that he's the embodiment of the creator economy. I mean, who is this guy, and who would ever give him a deal? He did yeah. it all himself. Yeah, and that's to me what's inspiring about him. I haven't watched that much of his stuff, but I'm more just like this guy demonstrated the full embodiment of the power of YouTube <coughs> and what it can do for you. And you know, as the premier YouTube star, who was paving the way for like the content creator space mm. to become a place where you can make what you want and do what you want. Yeah, but all it really takes is the dividing factor mm. is. How hard are you willing to work? He to me demonstrates that. Yeah, because he worked the hardest. There's nobody who worked harder than me. He said for a year straight, he woke up, got on a Skype call, discussed YouTube all day with who? A bunch of creators. They mm -hmm. all like either lived together or they were like connected, and they were all making YouTube videos. 
And you see his first videos from like 2013 or something. Mm-hmm. They're like 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 nothing. Like, they, but these, what like, did he res- do? What did he do? He's like, hey, my my name is my name is Jimmy. I'm, I I I want to be the biggest YouTube st- YouTuber in the world. So like, if I'm not a big biggest YouTuber in five years, now you see it here. Like it's him making this commitment, and he just did that. The story goes. You should watch him on Rogan. He tells a story like. He, he got on he, Rogan? Yeah. I don't think I missed that. It was, it was a really good... That's why I have this respect for him. I, I was like, I watched out. him on Rogan. I'm like, this is like so strange. This guy's kind of a savant, a genius, very humble. It all seems very simple to mm-hmm. him and clear. And he's like, so we just like spent 12 hours a day discussing YouTube, trying a video, trying a thumbnail, swapping the thumbnail, looking at the analytics, retrying it again, making it shorter, making this thing, doing everything. Um... To try to master YouTube as a craft, the craft of YouTube mm-hmm. content creation. And he studied it just like any buddy who's amazingly good at anything mm-hmm. has put in the time to learn it as a yeah. craft. And he's a craftsman when it comes to YouTube. And he demonstrated that when he explained that on Rogan. When I saw that, I was like, oh, he spent like, I don't know, maybe a year, maybe more just to, like wake up, get on Skype call, take a break for lunch or not even and then go to bed. And then wake up and do it again. Rinse and repeat. Who are these other people? Do they end up... Uh... They all failed. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think they're all like probably YouTubers today that we've heard of, but I don't know. Maybe don't he know. like um, ate them to contain their power. I see. And now and and, that, and they like Mr. Beast, <laughs> the mark of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. <sighs> is there a conspiracy theory about that? No, but of course for you there is. That's good. Imagine his name was Jimmy. Yeah. Satan shows up. You are now. <laughs> Mr. Beast. <laughs> if you look, look back his hair, it says like six 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 on his skull. Yeah. Devil's advocate reboot with Mr. content Beast. creator is not a bad idea. <laughs> Tony, if you're listening. Yes. The Devil's Advocate was confusing as a child. I think my brother just made me watch it and rented it for the nudity, but um otherwise I'm like, what is this? I only watched it on like WPIX. You know what did make sense though? In the Devil's Advocate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So like, you, you know when they're skipping out those scenes on those TV ones, you're like, something happened in the cut. And you'd spend, it was like, <laughs> you'd spend seven hours on a Sunday afternoon watching it, like because so, of all the commercial yeah. breaks where they take it right before something goes down. That and Beverly, a true Beverly Hills, were the two movies they showed. Yeah, or Beverly Hills Cop, or true. No, Troop Beverly Hills. Uh, don't you don't know, remember that one? No. no. <laughs> but in the movie, the devil comes back, but his son. Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. he discovers it's his father. Yeah, is going to sit on the throne as the devil with his half sister. At the end, is that the prophecy or something that they were going for? Yeah, like yeah. What's the theology there? And that he wanted them to have a baby. Yes, and that baby would be the antichrist. The antichrist, but he was the devil. So isn't he the? Antichrist. Antichrist? No, maybe the devil isn't the Antichrist. Oh. I don't know enough about Christian theology. To There's a movie properly. called The Omen. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, I watched the original. Yeah, I didn't uh, watch the from original. From like the 70s. Oh, the other one was just like the whole movie. Yeah. But yes, the original. The, I think yeah, apparently it was better. Um, but he's the Antichrist in that movie. Yes. And he's like the He's pro- not Satan, he's the Antichrist. He's, he's the a product different- of like a two like an animal and a person, mm-hmm. I think. A beast. The a mark beast. of the beast. They have the mark oh. of the beast. I'm no Christian theologian. I don't know enough about Christianity. I know in Revelations, it's described... Maybe it's not Revelations, but something about the uh, post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. There's the rapture. There's the concept of the Antichrist, which is not Satan. We should have a non-Jew on one time to explain to us what the Antichrist is. Antichrist, a ca- real Catholic who would know. But Antichrist yeah. is different conceptually than Satan. Mm-hmm. 
And so maybe that's what Devil's Advocate was going for. And I'm sure, just like there are biblical movies about the Old Testament that were like, that's not how it goes. Right. There are Catholics who will be like, yeah, they, 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 they fumbled they all that real together. real heads. Because in this one, it was like grandpa, <laughs> devil, antichrist. Maybe they birthed the antichrist who eventually, I'm a fan of man. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Something like that. That sounds right. Um, and I'm going to be the Zadie. You think Mr. Beast would have been a lawyer if he was born 20 years earlier? Probably. Yeah, man. And maybe. And then, then what, Keanu Reeves, spoiler alert, shoots himself in the head and goes right back to the original case where he makes the right decision morally. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. That's why he ended it. No! <laughs> and what did he say to him? He's like, he shoots himself in the head. So um, I just heard the, the writer talk about it. His friend had the idea and he couldn't figure out how to write it. And for the devil's advocate, yeah and, yeah, and so so he said like they were talking about it for years, and he's like he's like, listen, I'm gonna come to you. We're gonna work for a week straight on it, and if we can't figure it out, I never want you to mention it to me again. And he went, and they figured it out in a week, and then gave and then the wrote frame. it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So let's just wrap this subject up and bring it back <laughs> to you. Okay. I'm gonna give you a year, Michael, and I yeah, I want you to what? What do you want? In a year. <laughs> Well, well it's good that you do the newsletter because those are like completed pieces. And that's a good practice in completed pieces each time you write one. Right? Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm yeah. like yeah. blurbs that are start to finish and, and ends in and of themselves. I feel like that's a good exercise for you. Right? Or has been. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, it's more um, publishing. Publishing. Like, it has to get out. I actually right. don't do it every week, but it, it has to get out. And, like, I have to... Even if it's not perfect, like, yeah. you know, sit with it and then get it out. And people are like, people like, like it and I get good, good feedback and like, um, it's like growing slowly. But like the point is like now people know I do that and, mm -hmm. and that's like, right. it's hard. That's like, that's a scary thing. Yeah. Um, um, but what do I want in a year? No, well, but you said like you had these TikTok ideas and premises. The execution is always tricky because it's hard to go from like what you hear in your head. See, yeah. it couldn't, couldn't, being able to connect those dots. Yeah, the, the truth is I have, I have an idea and, and then I'll film myself, I'll do it and I'm like, oh, like I'm, I'm not, this isn't, I'm not, I don't even, I don't even like watching myself. Yeah. Um, so I usually like lose a lot of steam when that happens. I, I did one. And like I was, I'm not, like it, it was pretty much what I had in mind. Was it the? No, it was the Godfather. Did you ever see the Godfather? Not really. It was it, it was the guy who got the instruction uh, no, to put the horse head. There's this famous scene where like yes. they would try to intimidate this guy. So off. this guy wakes up in, a, in in his bed and his like race horse, his yeah. head is just next to him. So it was about like I think it's funny that like like how do you wake up in the morning with a horse head next to you like. Like, like, like you've been sleeping in that bed for like eight hours. You didn't like notice anything. You just woke up in the morning and I'm like, oh, like how did they, who, like who put, who put the horse head? So it was the guy who put the horse head there and he has all these questions like, how do I do it without waking him up? And when he like feel the blood and like, how do I get through the house carrying a horse That's head? all very good the for sketch. Thing. Yes. It's a, yeah, an right. elaborate thing to make though. It's Key and Peele style. No, like, no, no. It was just okay, me. Okay, push, push. The, the, the head's huge. He's gonna wake up. Yeah, that's exactly it. So it was just me, you know, sitting down and then me standing up. It was just two angles, talking to myself, wearing two different hats, like the TikTok style. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it, and I was like, like I'm not, I was like, I'm, I'm not like great at this. I'm yeah. not like delivering it and, and and all that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, but I did put it out, and like and like it got views and just some give it likes. To me. I'll make something happen with it. Yeah, so maybe we should do stuff together. Yeah, yeah. I wish I knew like a performer. Maybe I can get like. <laughs> Sitting this right will, across from a content Angus. creator who makes sketch stuff up. For but it's weird. But you don't love you don't love my sense of humor in that way. In that way, not always. We yeah. don't always see eye to eye on that. But, I don't um, think you would have done this this video. Wouldn't have connected with this humor. I don't think so. 
Right. Um, I mean, you, you see the stuff that you've seen the couple of things I put up. It's not yours. It's not no, your it's, thing. It's, it's dog shit. There's no question. Um, well, but, people <laughs> people like it. It um, is good. I liked. I like something. I like it. The question is like, can I take? Can it you and deliver make it? it? Can I deliver it? Because I don't quite. I mean, and and I'm also like. Um, like there's very few things in my life I can control. Like at least like when I write these stories, I can control work, like letter for letter what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Push, I don't push, know how push. I feel about thing, you. Like, how am I gonna get the horse's head in the bed? He's gonna wake up. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like you and I would, I would end up like fighting with you. Uh-huh. Cause I'd be like, that's not what I'm trying. That's not what I'm going for. All we right, could try it though. Good luck with it. We could try it. If it's something that it's not that I wouldn't always connect with it. We mm-hmm. have we have humor that overlaps and we have humor that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's something that. Uh, yeah. I don't need you. I work alone, bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Would you want that? Not would you want sketch ideas? I have been writing down on a big list. I think it was like maybe a Mr. Beast thing too, where he was like, I have a massive doc- document. It, everything is ideas. He's, mm-hmm. He really reduced it down. Like if you don't organize your ideas, like it becomes messy. And I'm now in this phase of content creation where I need to try to start batching content and mm-hmm. like doing a bunch in a single day and then doing it throughout the week. Cause it's supposed to like, like how do you stay sane in doing this? Mm-hmm. One of the things is batching content. I know that, but the reason I don't do that yet is because I don't want to, like I want that like little bit of like I gotta make something today. Mm-hmm. I like that push. It like right. forces me to like okay, get out there and stay creative. It doesn't have to do be it. content though. Well, it does. You, you, you can make something already. It doesn't have to be content. What do you mean? You, you like the push to to, to be creative every day. No, to post. Oh, to post. To post. Literally to post. Okay. To stay on. To stay present in these platforms and post. But I'm all. But I'm doing almost everything in real time from scratch. But with batching, you are posting every day. You're just not. creating Yeah, I didn't say not posting every day, but batching meaning creating all of it in one day, changing outfits, and then post, yeah. like shooting all your videos. Shoot ten videos on a Monday. That's your content day. Mm-hmm. Change outfits, make a bunch of things, and then like roll them out throughout the week. All you do is post. Yeah. It's like not as opposed to every day. Like, okay, what am I making now? What am I making now? Yeah. What am I making now? It can but get, you like that? I like what it does. I like. I like that it puts me in i like that pressure it puts on me but it's a lot mm-hmm. it's just wears on me it's exhausting because yeah. i'm doing podcast stuff uh, my own stuff band stuff com- other composing work and it's just like every day is jam-packed with so much to do as opposed right. to like being able to kind of control the chaos right. my point though is i've started writing down on a list like any idea i think of for a sketch and i'm in touch with some people now um who would be interested in maybe helping me get some resources and funding to do more elaborate sketches. I had one that I don't want to give it away now, but you need funding. That's the problem. Sometimes if my vision for it is bigger than anything I can do on my phone mm-hmm. or with a green screen in here, I can't hire actors and people and shoot on location for a mm-hmm. sketch uh, without some kind of funding for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been gotten in touch with certain people who like might be able to help. So that could be cool. I thought, and then it, it, my my imagination then goes. For example, if I wanted to do like a spoof on Food Network stuff, mm-hmm. which I've been watching, I used to watch a lot of Food Network, and I think there's so much there, like yeah. a fake chopped called Chipped, where they just you just make fun of the judges and do things. <laughs> I have this one about making fun of Guy Fieri, mm-hmm. diners, drivers, and dives, but he's this like a, a character based off of him that maybe is him or maybe isn't, but he does like these <laughs> ridiculous things. Walks into a restaurant, he goes. <laughs> Like and just hates the food and makes mm-hmm. the guy feel awful. Or we'll go like bring out a dish and look at it. Mm, temperature check and slams his hand into it. You know, mm-hmm. like just cra- oh yeah, just like 
create this character who's so bombastic. Imagine, yeah. mm, temperature check, whoa! And just sticks his bare hand in a boiling pot of ZD. <laughs> I was... See, th- this is like the disconnect. <laughs> That's the type of thing that really tickles you and that I that I don't like get off Michael, on. it's funny. What's wrong That's with how you? I feel about my stuff. Imagine, I was watching Dino Driving Times on a plane. It might be... F- yeah. I was watching it on a plane, and he's just like, that's a ride of Flavortown. Mm. And it, it's got a zing to it. It's got a sweetness. But what if he put it in, and he was like, I'd fuck it. <laughs> but, but in the middle, like, the guy it, like, is just shocked. He's like trying to judge his food. Mm, I'd fuck that sandwich. Mm. And <laughs> not doing it for you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. What's that? And then, oh, then he brings like out that. a pot that's of funny. pasta, and he funny. goes, mm, ooh, flavor, <laughs> temperature checks, oh, yeah. And the, and he, but the people around him are all freaked out. They're not in on it. They're, uh-huh. like, like, completely mortified, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he just, like, wrecks people's dining experiences mm-hmm. and the restaurant's reputation, mm-hmm. but they have to, like, put up with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd love to see it. Chipped. You didn't hear my idea for a chopped parody called yeah, Chipped? No, you, we did that on the, the podcast guy, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he takes the dump on a plate and serves it to him. He's like, I, I ran out of ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to see the execution. <laughs> you don't think it's funny. It doesn't see, tickle you. That feeling that you're getting now is what I right. is, is what I fear. Is what you fear the rejection? About the- working with you. Mm. About working with you. All right, that's yeah. it. Then we just do the pod. <laughs> Just, just the do the pod, and I think jokes and stand up is good. Yeah, we can probably keep it. We can we probably try. I don't know. Maybe we should try something. I can write fart jokes. I hear you, but I, <laughs> you're not so receptive to feedback. You really loathe it. I I'm better at it. Not great. Yeah, you're better at it. I you really I, hate it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I mean, I have to work on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like um, when it um, when it when I'm working like professionally. Like I don't like. Uh, um, you know, I, I think I, I handle it pretty well, but no, I don't no, like. It. I, I don't like feedback. I no, don't you like don't, feedback. and I don't. I don't think you have a, as much experience as I do collaborating. Um, know, I think you're used to the process creatively of being in a solo space, except for what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Like you're in a no, solo sure. space, it's, so it's brain to paper, brain some, to paper. It's brain something I'm working paper. on. This, also, the, the podcast specifically is tough because t- to get. To get feedback on something that, like, there's no... Like, it's not a job. We're both just doing it because, like, it's fun and we mm-hmm. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, like, to, like... Yet. Like, that's the only Yet. reason we're doing it, you know? And then, like, to get feedback on that is, like... It's like is, F you. Yeah, is that what you mean? Like, no, it, no, it's not F you. It's, like, fuck this. Like, like I'm, like, I'm, like, like, what else am I getting if I'm not getting, like... Um, some enjoyment and some like. But what do you mean by feedback from who? Who are no, you like, talking? Like, like I'll make a reel and 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 you'll be like and and like you're right by the way. You're yeah. like, oh, that was a good reel. Like next time you should include something like this in it. Right. And like I'm 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 like I'm like he's right, but I also like my like daughter was crying for an hour next to me while I did that, and mm. like I'm only doing it so I can like see it on there and like you know enjoy that I yeah. have made it. So it's yeah. like it's like if there's any negativity with that. I see feedback as negativity. That's probably my problem. Maybe that's but the like, problem. The, any like criticism is like yeah, is yeah, like. Yeah. Um, but why am I doing this? Oh right, you know? it, it, that's your instinct. That that's you have my to overcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually don't think it's it's not. Yeah, it's it's. You know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, negativity. It's easy to perceive it that way as opposed to great. Like even better next time. That's like, the, that's, that's, that's the healthy attitude. That's and the that's if attitude. we try. I trust your instincts. Yeah. If you see something in mine and like. Uh, yeah. Or, or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't like give you shit if there's like a you cut actually, I would have done differently. I'm like, like, what am I doing here? Like, like we're both doing this for free. I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, like, yeah, no, I know. I get it. No, no, and you you don't take my 
feedback badly, but yeah. I know the, I get, you're just being no, the, honest the, about the instinct. There's a certain feeling that like I I because the other day you gave me feedback on a thing and yeah. I I was I got so pissed and like <laughs> I'm like I, I and like I mean I have to stop myself. I'm like, oh, wow. but no, but I like I was meditating. I'm I'm like this feeling is like ego. Yeah. This is ego. Like, what would you remember what it was? It it, it was on the. It was on the Harry one that oh. ended up getting like a hundred fifty thousand views on yes. TikTok, uh, with with the with the manifesting. Like I yes. was going like I I there was a funny part of it that I it wasn't like my favorite joke about like don't beat yourself up, yeah. and like I cut that out specifically because I was like I want I want this to be like sort of uh, framed as a real like sort of cheesy manifesting video, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of gets weirder and weirder and weirder, and I don't want to like um, Prima, call pre- attention to that with the joke. So like, mm-hmm. I made a decision, and then I did it, and, and then your feedback was like, oh, you should have put the joke in. Did I say put the joke in, or there was another part of it? Maybe I'll make another reel also. I think that. I think you were like, there's another part of it, um, like you, you, you could have added like some of the humorous parts into it. You said it nicely. You did were, I? Okay. You know, you, you said it it's well. Possible, I didn't. But I got like, I got like pissed about it, and but like, I at least, at least at this point, I know like how like to manage how to that process and that how feeling. to process that and be like, well, that's good. That's, and like, and, I like, think that's a, that's evolved. It it is evolved, and, and like, and you see with like great like with Michael Jordan, like and like great actors. Yeah. When you hear about how they receive feedback, they're thirsty for it. Yeah. they, they want to be told. Exactly. What can I do better? Please tell me. I that's how I've come to learn about. Yeah, it. it's, I it's, usually it's take good. it that way. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like you're getting value. Yeah, yeah, like you're no, getting true. So, it could be wrong, and the video did really well on the TikTok metrics, which is awesome. Right. So I think. Yeah. And my instinct, it's all taste. It's not right or wrong either. Mm-hmm. I was like, when I watched the video, there's such a weirdness to what's being expressed in that reel. I remember, I was like, oh my god, I'm so tempted to like, to joke because I did in real time. I'm like, where did this go? So I don't, I don't feel this like it feels like I'm almost like answering the thirst of the audience, and you left them thirsty for like, sit with this for a second. Yeah, he's really saying this, and it hit, it struck like a serious nerve, and it's not about like wrong or right, um, but. It worked. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's all subjective is all I'm saying. The t- right. Maybe that's also when, when like, also, also like with my writing, when, when like I get feedback about like a, t- a question of taste. Yes. I'm like, hard. the only thing I have is taste. Yeah. <laughs> like don't, don't fuck but with it, that. But, you, but you're not wrong. When you get feedback, it's not because your, your version was wrong. It's a, a disagreement on taste. Right. And well, you're finding a balance of tastes. Well, the, right, that's, well, what, the, that, that's the collaboration part of it. That's I, what I'm saying. I like being told I'm wrong. That's right. great. Where you're like, this doesn't work. I mean, like, that's, it's sort of This makes the story worse. That's like, great. Please give me more of that. Yeah, but also like in, collab, in, in creative collaboration, you learn like no ideas are wrong. It's hard. I used yeah. to be much worse well, at saying like, no, that is not the right way yeah. that this song should go. As opposed to, oh, okay. So like he thinks, and I've been wrong in the sense that, like in writing a song together with people, mm-hmm. you're so sure it should do this. You're so sure it should go this way. And then you just like let that go for a second. You're like, all right, let's go this way. I don't think it'll be as good. And then and then what happens often is like you come back two days later, you're like, you hate your idea. You yeah. love that idea. You're like, oh, wow. No, no, I actually, no, I actually really like that idea. My idea, because in the moment you're like caught up in it. Yeah. And then the whole is greater and stronger than the sum of its parts because you allowed for that blending of taste. Yeah. And it's not this monolith that's just your head. Rick Rubin talks about that, yes. about like if, if you're in a room trying to win, mm-hmm. you're not collaborating. Right. You're not, I just um, saw that. I saw that clip yeah, too. Yeah. And he clip. talks about that also. And it's true. So I have to also, I've been trying to, I've been better. I, I've been trying. My effort is like, how do I present feedback that doesn't come across as wrong or right? 
mm-hmm. that doesn't come across as uh this idea is superior you should have done it this way yeah um like i don't know how to word things optimally in that way it's yeah. i have to fight against things to, to say to say what i would have done and therefore it's right it's more like i don't know i thought i said it yeah. decently enough no no well well i think you're right when, when it when it is a question of taste maybe that's what really triggers me mm-hmm. of like um uh, that's why I like the newsletter, especially because it's just me and just my taste, and I get to be a hundred percent with it. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, if there's like a click or a pop or an editing thing or something that could be smoothed over, maybe that's a little that more objective. I appreciate. That's easier for me to handle. Right. Actually. Taste. Yeah. Um, I think, from my perspective, with that, I was gonna do a reel on that part and do it exactly the different the other way, mm-hmm. where I was gonna play to all the funny moments of it because it's so quick and short and not mm-hmm. within the long context of it. Yeah. Uh. Because he was talking about something kind of, he was serious, but we were like, like I would have shown my face, your face, all the things, like, and played it funny. You didn't play it funny. Yeah. Both work because both are right. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's what I like. What I if like... my video got two million views? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't have the wide view, so I couldn't do it. We're getting like real inside baseball here. But um, first of all, TikTok's at like over two thousand <laughs> yeah. followers. By the yeah, it's way. crazy. What's 20, going on? Twenty five hundred. Yeah. Twenty six hundred probably by now. Um. <sighs> It's fun. That's fun. Huh? It's fun. Which that's you got to give it to yourself. It's, it's crazy. Fun. All of a sudden, TikTok. Yeah. Ooh, it's classic. Well, it's, what I love about TikTok is is it is like it's playing. It's playing with the. It, it's a very intimate viewing experience. I, I think like I think almost the, the like the too curated mm-hmm. is like is like wrong for TikTok. You know, like Gary Vee talks about how each yes. platform like the TikTok is like you want to make people feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable and like uh, it's a very private. It's a very private experience. Listen, it's Hebrew Israelite and masturbation withdrawal. We have to <laughs> lean into that, okay? So let's make a commitment now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, yeah. but it's crazy. Uh, also, you can't get too caught up in the metrics, but it, it's just been a wild little thing that, like, it took off on those two It's episodes. cool to see also, on like, um, the amount of people you need to see your stuff is in the hundreds of thousands before you convert into followers. Mm-hmm. You can't get... A thousand people seeing a video, then zero percent are going to convert to followers. Of that, you mean? No, I mean like on TikTok. Uh. If 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 a, if a thing gets a thousand views, like yeah. great, but those people like that, you have to hit so many people for for a small percentage of them to, to siphon con- off. to convert. It's about conversion. Yeah, it's yeah. like sales. Um, but if, if you can get seen enough, um, anyway. Yeah, but also you have to realize a TikTok follower is less valuable than a Instagram follower and a YouTube subscriber. For sure, I don't ever check a TikTok page. Mm-hmm. I go to my feed, and if they give it to me, I'm happy. Yeah, if yeah, not, yeah. I don't like go search for anyone. But anyway, things are it's, uh, it's fun. It was a nice pop when we needed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's also we need we're gonna have more guests. Yeah. Like that's really the thing. Just have interesting, fun guests. I'm excited for more of those. Yeah. Um, the last subject to cover to revisit this. Constant rehash. Masturbation? Yeah. No, is what happened on TimCast this week. Did you see Tim Pool's uh, podcast? Did you see the clip? Who is Tim? Is TimCast? I don't Tim like TimCast. I don't like... I, I, saw, I, I saw him on Rogan once, and I, Tim I, Pooley I talks, was like, talks really fast like this. He's kind of like a... Sort of... He claims to be liberal, but, he's, but, he, but, he, but he kind of traffics in the new... Like, in like the more conservative circles. He traffics in like click... In, like click in conservative circles, content. and he has a podcast that's become very popular. Yeah. He's got over like a million subscribers okay. on YouTube. Anyway... Anyway, sorry. Fine, sorry. That's Tim, him. That guy. I don't Tim know. Pool. Yeah, Tim Pool. One of these guys in these circles of, you know, right of center podcast space who has a big online following. Mm-hmm. Very online in a sense. Q like, adjacent, would you call him? Who? Q adjacent. No, because he actually, he's always, his angle has always been like, I'm liberal 
but I but I like talk about things honestly, like about Antifa and stuff, and they smear me. But oh, I've like never, I'm like really liberal. But I'm liberal. But like yeah. a lot of the like woke left is like you're a faker, you're 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 a grifter, you know, you you put mm-hmm. that on and then cozy up to like wackies and people and like you know the wacky QAnon people among us or whatever. Okay. I don't know the details, but I've been following him a little bit over the years, and he tweets a lot and he mm-hmm. puts a lot a lot a ton of YouTube content and a lot of interviews, and he's made his rounds. Oh, and he. He had a really there was a big Rogan episode. You definitely saw that's this the one, one I saw. Him yeah. versus the head of like terms of service and community guidelines at Twitter and Jack Dorsey. Oh, that was cool. And he grilled them yeah. about their about their liberal bias. She got fired day one, by yes. the way, of yeah. <laughs> the Muskrain. Exactly. So Jack Dorsey. You know her, she got paid ten million dollars last year. I think seven to ten million dollars. Wow. But he. Gr- anyway. <laughs> but he grilled them. Yeah. And I think that put him more on a sort of. I'm sure it raised his profile. Yeah. But it was good because. Rogan had Dorsey on and didn't question him enough and got heat for that. Yeah. So he had her on and him. He came with him. his laptop. I he see. Said, he was okay, like, so yeah. explain this to me. And he, and he grilled him. Anyway, that's the little bit of backstory of Tim Pool. Now, on his podcast, in the, like, height of this scandal with, uh, <coughs> uh, in the height of this scandal with um, Donald Trump, Kanye West, Fuentes, Nick Fuentes, yeah, he's a Milo. He's a Latinx person. <laughs> he's a white nationalist, okay. like legit. It all ties into the Mar a Lago thing because you know what's funny, what's what's ironic is, I think the Trump deranged woke left side of the aisle has cried wolf so many times about Trump being a white supremacist. Like he's many many things, but over the years and through his presidency, him them calling Trump a white nationalist, I thought was kind of nutty and unfounded. And you're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like, Proud Boy, stand back and stand by. And then you're just like, okay, that's a little eyebrow raise. That was a little odd. A lot, but there was always this. Uh, Trump always gave himself enough like weird coverage to like kind of mask behind people. Even Charlottesville, there was like, you know, there was an alternative nar- alternative narrative which was like, um, people said, find people both sides. That was like the woke. That was like the left narrative. That's what he said, find people both sides. And the Trump defenders were saying, actually, if you just watch the rest of the news conference and the the transcript. Trump said there was a protest earlier that day where there were fine people in those sides, and then these neo-Nazis who should be condemned totally. Like, he said mm-hmm. those words, and that was left out, so right. people were giving CNN crap for that. Anyway, in this case, they show up, and it's just Wait, like... So at, at Mar-a-Lago, at the Mar-a-Lago meeting, Kanye shows up with Fuentes, Nick Fuentes? Who is that? Is what the left has been calling Trump and all this. He is a white nationalist. It's like a KKK guy. Supremacist. He has this, like, he's been gone, a live streamer guy who's talked about very anti-immigration, anti-homosexuality, anti-Semitic, all those things. Like, him and Ben Shapiro are enemies. He goes after Ben Shapiro. He harasses him online. The, the, the anti-Semitic harassment that Ben Shapiro talked about experiencing in, like, 2016 and all, that came from, like, the Fuentes crowd. Mm-hmm. The hard right identitarian right crowd. Yeah. Jews will not replace us, replace us crowd. That's Fuentes, and he believes a lot in a lot of that stuff. Then you have Milo Yiannopoulos, who's like a Breitbart defector, like formerly used to be gay, conservative, weird hybrid, who claims he's not gay now, but he fell off because he made comments defending pedophilia. He's a provocateur. <laughs> a provocateur, yeah. and now it's at, so at, obvious at he's a whore level. for the attention and is latching onto Kanye. As this, well, it feels like a do? return of the. It feels like the Empire Strikes Back in the cinematic part yeah. of it, where like the <laughs> villains, so to speak, have like fractured into these weird, 
other groups now that are formulating. And I'm so getting the off three of them. Leads. Milo, Kanye, and Fuentes, Fuentes showed up to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. And you said Kanye brought them uninvited? Correct. <laughs> Which and is hilarious. I think it might have been a strategic attempt to make to finally like damn Trump for like, you know, to 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 to, to mar him and saying, look who you had dinner with. <laughs> Why would gotcha. Kanye want to do that though? Because Kanye is crazy. I think Kanye is out, out of his mind. He wants to run for president. He is. He he announced with Milo. Yes. yes. So I'm just saying, and they're like latching on to him and i think they're like the it's in the in the cinematic way of looking at this they're the guys who he's gonna like kill in some rampage too like he would mm-hmm. shoot them right you know what i mean like you betray me he's like no no no. like they're cozying up to the mad queen yeah. she he's the mad king and these are his hand these are his like posse now yeah trying to like siphon off whatever cultural attention they can get off of it and milo's making this comeback with it and fuentes is there at this meeting so obviously and trump doesn't condemn fuentes afterwards right and now you're just like all right i, I think if any, if if there was no bullet that could take him out and politically, this might yeah. be it for for anybody who would like for a sh- anybody in the in the conservative side who like wasn't a Trump supporter but could get up get on board for the sake of policy. Mm-hmm. I don't think really could, can in this at, at this point. But then don't they tell themselves he didn't invite him there and he no at this point because oh, he won't apologize. Yeah, you're just like it, all you have to do is like do like, search the name. Somebody shows up uninvited. You, you search the it's wait at the door, search the name, something. I know it's guilt by association, but like Trump's, it's all very bizarre. Trump's smart though. He must know that in in the long run, the amount of people that actually kind of like Fuentes are more than the people. I I feel like Fuentes has, is like more of a Richard Spencer than like he's a. He, you like don't he, understand. I feel like he makes a calculation of like of. Like, I don't think it's Trump. not. It's not a bad. Uh, it's not a bad look for me oh. in the long run. Well, what it, what it is doing is anybody who would who who was like defending Trump throughout Trump's presidency yeah. is like, hey, they're having a we're tough time it. now. We're off it. It's all fragmenting. It's happening, and it's happening. Um, it is happening oh, yeah. because Fuentes is indefensible, and the mm-hmm. crying wolf over the years about Trump being something that maybe that he didn't seem like he was. Like, could say all these things about him, but a white supremacist, mm-hmm. he's orange. Um, <laughs> Fuentes is those things. Mm-hmm. You're not crying wolf here, and a lot of, and you can't not admit that. Just like you can't, just like you can't deny that Kanye's comments are anti-Semitic. The comments themselves, the substance is anti-Semitic. Um, yeah. But it's causing this fracturing. You have the Candace Owens things, who are like uh, the Candace Owens side, who's defending Kanye because she likes Kanye because they're friends, and mm-hmm. she can't parse the difference. But then at the same time, didn't um, something just happen? Oh yeah, like none of the lawmakers will actually condemn Trump. What do you mean that? Like none of the congressmen no, and senators. They're all doing that. Oh, like a week ago, they weren't. Yeah, I saw clips of Chuck Schumer today talking. No, about the, the Democrats. I mean, the Republicans. Still, no one, no one will, will, will bad Romney. Trump. The typical guys who have. Yeah, that. but yeah, but but he's yeah. still he's still powerful. No one, I don't know. No one's going to go know. against them. I have yet to see it. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see. No, uh, not lawmakers, but like David Friedman, imba- former ambassador to Trump, yeah. modern Orthodox Jewish guy. Oh, really? Yeah, David Friedman, oh, ambassador Friedman. What do you say? condemned this whole thing i don't know what the word for word statement yeah. but was like this is insane like you it's inexcusable you mm. know you have dinner with some, whatever like just condemning the whole yeah. event, the whole uh chain of events and right. everything about it people who worked for him you know there's people who were defending him till the very end yeah. even through different things and oh, are just like off it so i wonder how that's going to trickle down yeah. politically and what the political consequences are and baggage for this. So then Tim Cast okay, had that. Yeah, so Tim Pool then has the, gets this opportunity. They agree to go on Tim Pool's podcast. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the three of them? This like three new superpower them. team? Yes. What a fucked up That's little click. Saying. They show up, they're talking. <laughs> they're talking. And Kanye, like within 20 minutes, is like, look, I'm not going to be on some set up Lex Fridman bullshit podcast where I'm going to be forced for the millionth time to have to say this because Kanye tr- quadruples down on who they are, the Jews, you know, trying to control me and shut it down. Yeah. And they're all there. And Milo Yamas, I think, is Jewish. It's just ridiculous. And Kanye's black, Milo's Jewish, Nick Fuentes, white supremacist. <laughs> I'm all paired together. And um, yeah, you have Milo Yiannopoulos, a gay Jew. Fuentes, a homophobic white nationalist, <laughs> and Kanye West, black hip hop, black superstar, billionaire, black billionaire, <laughs> are on the same team here yeah. on this pod. And literally, Tim Pool says, "He's like, what do you mean by other? What do you mean?" And well, he's, I'm sorry, not other. Uh, they, they. He's like, well, well, I, I don't, I don't think we're agreeing on the word they. I, I don't, I don't agree with your thing of they. And and Fuentes is about to try to say like, well, aren't the, isn't it they then who are trying to? He's like, no, I, I I just don't think that. And in the middle of a sentence, he's trying to explain what he means by. He says, I think they've been very unfair to you, to Kanye, to mm-hmm. try to like explain. Like I understand in some sense what you've been going through. Yeah. I, and he's like, but who's they though? Who's they? And Kanye goes, uh, and Fuentes, and he goes, I think it's corporate media. I don't think they is attributed to some particular group. And Kanye just storms off, out of the podcast. Like, oh, oh, you're gone. You're done. And this was like 20 minutes in. Oh, you're done? And he did he was he wasn't pushing. He was about to explain his point of view. Yeah. And he uh and uh Kanye storms off. Can you imagine how awkward it is between Milo and Nick Fuentes where they're both like They were sitting there for a little bit. Yeah, no, no, where they're both like like like, oh, the only reason we're here is to piggyback on Kanye's popularity. Correct. We don't have anything to do with each other. At some <laughs> like, point, not Tim, Tim is just like, okay, we can just keep talking about this or whatever just happened. Look, you're gonna come here, whatever, and then Milo goes. Uh, I need to go check on him. Sorry, I, I need to go. I'm, I'm, gonna, go I, I, yeah, I'm gonna go check on him. See if he's okay. Sorry. He's like, yeah. But listen, you know they've they've given us this identity, darling. This is who we are. <laughs> it's so villainous. It's like he's like Tim Pool is saying. I don't like identitarianism. I think it's really unhealthy. I think it's wrong. I think attributing things to anything that's immutable to a group doesn't make any sense logically or morally. He's like, listen, they've given us this identity, darling. They've been playing this game for years. This is who we are. <laughs> that's my line up. Do you not know what he sounds like? No, I like that though. Oh, that's that's just, oh, darling. He sounds great. Oh, you, you would. I think you'd really enjoy this. I've seen like him that. before. You he, know, he looks like Justin Bieber a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I looked like Justin Bieber. <laughs> That's a sad look for Kanye. I feel like Kanye's savvier than that. Like. I feel like that's a hard look to come back I think back he went from. on to so storm off. Desperate. He went on this show no, to no, no, storm but, off. But, but to click up with those two, yeah. is, it, it makes you look so desperate. I feel like that's a really... he's well. But, but he's, he's... He's just influential. Savvy, but he's savvy. I don't think so. I think... No? No. You think he's like, he's really he's lost bipolar. it? he's bipolar. And when you're manic, you believe you're savvy. You believe every idea you have is brilliant, which uh-huh. is why you have delusions of grandeur. And because he's so influential and culturally iconic from his music, mm-hmm. people are believing his own delusions about himself. He must really be onto something here. We're all be acting manic. I, I don't believe it. I know it personally. That's what mania is. Why is nobody laughing? He's saying he's running for president. And people are like, stop. They're going... A serious contender for president. I'm like, people are taking these comments seriously. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense to me why he's paired up with people like Milo Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes, who he perceives as, oh, they have intelligence. Like, because he thinks every idea of his 
is messianic. Well, that's not how I see it. I see it as like he's he, godlike. He's gotten so down to the bottom of the barrel that he's he has to find people who won't push back on him at all. And these are just two desperate people who won't give him shit about anything. I think you're saying that from a, a person of sound mind that like that's why he's scraping at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, like intuitively, he's not. I, don't know I if think he's, he's like. I think, I think he's, he's out of options. No, I think he's following these emotional gut instincts that are misfiring in his head of like putting all these pieces together. I He's bet, not I bet he makes a lot of calls that no one picks up now. I bet those are the two, only two people who picked up his That call. could be. I'm saying that's true, but I don't think that's the driving force here, and I still stand by the okay. mental illness claim. It would be yeah, the no, other I, thing that would... I'm with you, but but even within your mania, you're not you're not driven by gut instinct? You're not driven by like... Your gut instinct is completely diluted. Okay. You, you're not... You're, you're, your thoughts are generally not grounded in any sort of reality. Yeah. It's as if you're putting on like god-like goggles and like you think you're a prophet mm -hmm. you know when you're like in school private jewish elementary school reading like the book of prophets and you try to like imagine what it was like for them mm -hmm. like looking around the world when they like looked at the hills did they see connective things we didn't see and you like all of a sudden it's almost like you're imagining what could only be described as like an acid trip that they were on because they were connected to some higher power mm -hmm. The, and like they're trying to preach what what the truth is, and no one's listening to them. That's what Kanye thinks he is, I think. Yeah, the God clown. So all the decisions he makes, all the things he could say. I wanted Adidas to pull out. Gotcha. It's all just like stream of consciousness, mental ping pong. And it's very apparent to me. I could see it. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. And for anybody to take anything he's saying seriously, genuinely, as other than a product of real mental turmoil. Yeah. I'm not excusing. It makes, makes them manic. What's that? It's, I just to, think to, it's so to, foolish to buy into it. Then you're acting manic yourself. In a way, or you're, you're just buying into these ideas that have no grounding yeah, in no, real reality or they, real rational behavior. I forgot who said this, but they To said, try to like, make sense of it. You don't the, make sense of illness. The only real, like, contagious disease is, like, is, like, madness. Mm. You know, like, 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 um, and that's why, like, going to visit somebody who's sick, mm -hmm. like, in the hospital with, like, madness, like, mm -hmm. they've, they've lost it. Is is like is like is like a, a higher level of visiting the sick because you can actually catch it. Oh, interesting. Like, um, so it sounds like all his fans have caught his, like you said, they caught his mania. And they're attributing the fact that because he is a genius in certain respects, artistically, like there must be wisdom everywhere in all of these things. Mm -hmm. Like he's able to write eight oh eights and heartbreaks. We couldn't do that. Right. So because of that, all these other things must have this integrity to them or this wisdom that we don't yet see. But he sees something we don't see. He's playing this 3D chess when he's not. Mm -hmm. It's just, this is in my opinion, humble opinion, but I, I know it well. It's just, it's, it's all rooted much more in his illness than his creativity or his genius. Does anyone, like, reasonable debate that? Is that up for debate by anyone who's not like well? When you say like that a, a young kid, when you say that, you get accused of like, oh, you're just part of the machine that's yeah, trying to discredit by these, him. Like dummies by a lot of people who know uh, who support Kanye in like the hip hop community. There are a lot of people who came and say, "I stand by Kanye." They're trying to shut him down. They're trying to give him drugs. They're trying to institutionalize him. Yeah, like they, you get placed in that category. Yeah. So he's enjoying widespread support in a much more disturbing way. I'm not trying to say you should institutionalize him, yeah. but I do still think a lot of this is rooted in that. Um, and that would explain all this erratic, irrational, contradictory, incoherent stuff. He's paired up with a white nationalist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, that's so, that's so clear. It's like not even worth mentioning almost. 
Like, yeah, but there's a lot of people who. No, no, I mean, I read the comments yeah. on our on our on our videos, yeah. but I mean, I I can't believe anyone who's like. It doesn't seem like the dominant really conversation. It doesn't seem like the dominant conversation around Kanye yeah. is his mental illness. Right. It seems like it's more about his provocative statements, right. which you're lending certain credibility to them or some calculation to right. them. By calling them provocative. Right. Whereas when that like Olympian dropped out, all anyone wants to talk about was mental illness. But when an actually mentally ill person <laughs> is like is like out in the world, no one wants to talk about mental illness. Yeah. Or if just somebody mental has health. A, mental somebody health. had a breakdown and started mouthing off or took acid and started mouthing off, you wouldn't be like some provocative statements there they're made and then try to analyze them and make sense of them right. or defend them or criticize them. Yeah. I'm not making excuses for the substance of the anti-Semitic comments he's been making, and all that stuff is so disturbing, but the way people, you know, it's the same mm. arguments I've been, we've been having. But anyway, they walked off the pod, and... Uh, Where'd they go? This I don't know. But <laughs> Back to their shelter? They ended up, the podcast was, went on another, like, three hours. I'm so this curious, 20 minutes in. like, what the social dynamic is in, like, the limo ride over there. Um, yeah. Because My, Milo gets what's going on. That, yeah, he's I mean, that's, he's he's, inter he's an interesting one to me. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. I want to be back on top, baby. And I'm a, <laughs> exactly. and I'm a bottom. I'm a Roger, and I'm a, and I'm a bottom. No, he, <laughs> he's he's like he's like not allowed to work, right? He's like he was interning for Marjorie Taylor Greene for uh, free. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not not that like I like have his back, but mm. like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I. There was one more point to make about it though. Oh, it was the same reason when I was like conservatives are getting behind Kanye when he was going off on you know, the mainstream woke Hollywood culture and wearing the Trump hat. And I'm mm. like, don't get on board with this Tucker Carlson and start saying, the reason they hate Kanye is because he's willing to speak truth to mainstream narrative and woke narrative establishments. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, it's the same stuff. Like, you know, I, stuff. I still think, I, I, I think he's, um, he's mentally, unwell. He's mentally, he's unwell right now. But, but I think it's, um, there's still a through line and like this is this is like an insane manifestation of the through line yeah. throughout throughout like the last couple of years, which is like he's he's really fascinated by the limits culture puts on you of what you are allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what the I think his thing with the red hat was like it's a red fucking hat. Mm -hmm. Why are you all going crazy? It's yeah. like these these symbols that you've like attached so much meaning to have like become these um, tools of like oppression and censorship. And I I think I think he finds that really fascinating. And and then the next involvement of that is like what's the one thing you really can't say? Mm -hmm. Jews control the media. Mm -hmm. And and but he he's so unwell that it went off the rails and like he. Shouldn't have ever been involved in it, but I think I think it's like a, in his mind he's like involved in an art project. Mm. Like See, that's attributing that, a little that's, too much. That's the most gracious, not gracious. You're attributing a little too much calculation and genius to it. Did you see well, when he put the hat on and to, went into Trump's? It doesn't have to be calculated necessarily. But he went into the Oval Office with the hat on. That remember when that was on screen, he was talking to Trump. It made yeah. no sense. Then he had a press conference wearing the hat or whatever when he was like running in twenty. Yeah. When he announced that he's going to run in twenty twenty. And he, and, he, and he stood there crying, saying they took my children away. They took my children away. Mm -hmm. So sure, it could be true. He's yeah, drawn I mean, to I, these I, things. Yeah, I, might, I might be. But I at that same exact time, in the same it. exact timeline, he was standing there in the hat and then crying. Yeah. And then he was on TMZ saying, you forced me to get liposuction. That's why, because I was fat and I got liposuction for all of you. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> he screamed at a bunch of TMZ things saying, you forced me to get liposuction because yeah. I was fat. That's why I did it. I did it for you. 
because you were making me feel fat in my photos. Like, listen to what I just said, and then watch what he says to Trump to his face. I fucking love this guy, man. I love mm. that he starts, and he's making no sense, and everyone's like, Kanye. You know what I was wondering the other day? I wonder Great if guy. When him and Kim got divorced, do you think they sat down together to tell the kids? Or Kim was just like, guys, daddy's not coming home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably more the latter. I feel like it was. Right? Daddy's Isn't that gone. sad? Yeah. It's all sad. The whole yeah. thing is sad to me. Um, Very curious about it. I wonder if we'll ever know. We will never If we'll know. hear from Northwest how that went down. Do you wish you could come back, die and come back as a fly on the wall of celebrity homes? <laughs> There's so much you, uh, you, you fill, so I many would, gaps you fill about what really goes on. like the person who does like Kim Kardashian's like nails that's like brought around with her everywhere <laughs> and is like in the room constantly, yeah. but not a fly. Yeah. <laughs> you have a strange, re- very interesting obsession with power, influence, and like behind the, behind the curtain – Whatever's behind the curtain of what we as laypersons are presented with, you're very drawn to whatever's behind that curtain. I am. You'd be disappointed. I am. No, Not I'm, that I know, but I feel like anytime I've even gotten a peek of it, uh, it's never what you'd think. It's a lot more ordinary, normal, and maybe I just haven't seen the massive sex yeah. parties but, um, and the trafficking. But the more you peel back layers, you're like, oh, it's not as romanticized as you make it seem. Yeah. I haven't been in it, in it, but I've been like adjacent to certain things, and I'm like, oh, this guy's just like as insecure and whatever mm-hmm. as the next guy, and he's stressed. I'm just interested in like the the satanic rituals they perform to maintain that's their I power. Mean. That's all. That's that's the only thing. I hear that devil's advocate. <laughs> Hoo On that note, satanic rituals will be performing one next week, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And we'll have a goy here to explain to us uh, the devil's advocate. <laughs> and we're going to bring the, uh, from Bohemian Grove, what's that thing called that they all worship? Uh, my, uh, I, don't even, I don't even remember the name. The, the owl. The big the, owl. The big owl. Yeah, <laughs> the big owl. That you love. You must have loved that oh, little I love that. Clip. I wrote a screenplay about it. Oh, okay. We're still working on it. How representative is that really? Or is it just like a club of people who get together and then do weird, weird things? I think there's something going on. Okay. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. <laughs> and... Uh, and we'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, Satanic Ritual coming next week. That's episode 46. 46? Nice. Yeah. What? Was this three hours? Let's do Rogan-esque. This is good. Yeah.